Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Future Hacker. I'm your host, Maria Taigi, and today we are talking to Josef Serena. Jose is an entrepreneur, investor, and executive mainly in the agri-food industry, based in Dubai for the best 12 years. At Emotion, he combines activities in the advisory boards of private equities, corporates, government entities, incubation and acceleration of startups and talent acquisition in different fields and countries. Jose is also a member of the board of directors in the Chamber of Spain in the Emirates, and the Association of Spanish Scientists and Researchers in the United Arab Emirates, as well as an evaluator in EIT food in projects of innovation in the food system. And, you know, besides all of that, he's been appointed as Managing Director Middle East for Blend Hub. Hi, Jose. It's just amazing to have you with us today. How are you doing? Hi, Maria. Thank you very much for inviting. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience, uh, Future Hackers. Jose, one thing that I didn't mention in your background is that you're from Spain, right? Yeah, I am from Spain, from Murcia, which is in the southeast of Spain, a very Mediterranean and beautiful region. But I am based in Dubai for the past uh, 12 years. It's been a long time. And, you know, Dubai, it's actually one of the best places to be when it comes to innovation and discussing possible futures, right? So, you know what? Let's begin our conversation by covering the food tech industry. And then we can, you know, get it broader as there's so much going on over there. And, you know, when you see the accomplishments over there, they're just amazing. I read one of your blog posts talking about your on-site visit the Emirates Biofarm, growing sustainable organic food right in the middle of the desert. Could you share this experience with us? And, you know, feel free if you'd like to talk about the overall food tech industry first and then go specifically to the biofarm or, you know, however you want to do that. Well, thank you very much, uh, Maria. And yes, definitely, I will give a context. So first of all, I mean, UAE ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem, is still young, but it's uh, developing at a you know very very high speed. And then in terms of the food tech, I would call it food system because all the innovation happening in the food system it has an impact, right? So food tech it's part of it. But the UAE, as uh, United Arab Emirates, as many other countries that are net importers of food, they've been relying much on, on these imports, right? In the UAE, basically, it's 90% of the, of the food that is consumed is imported. So then the pandemic taught us about how scarce some of these resources could be and then how difficult it could be to, to deal with those situations, right, of a peak of consumption and restriction in the supply chain or the, in the exports and, and so on and so forth. So then actually this situation was in the pandemic much aggravated by the disruption on the supply chain, right? So, so there was a collapse of, of the manufacturing capacity, lack of reserves in some cases, and the impact in the logistics, right? And on top of that, if you consider other aspects, other factors like, you know, geopolitical situations, I mean, they have contributed uh, to break the supply chain. So now what happened in the UAE, and it was not because of the pandemic, 
it started in, in 2018, the government developed a national food security agenda, which was basically focused in boosting the local capabilities of food production, and then foreign direct investment strategies to secure the access to, to those resources, wherever they were. So, so then another complementary or let's say additional measure, it's about building regional food and innovation oriented hub or ecosystem, right? And the food challenges that we will talk later, they, they are part of it. But basically in Dubai, it was the closing week of Expo last week. And Dubai has brought together more than 22 million people around sustainability, opportunities, mobility, that were the three main pillars. But a big part of it was also focused on the food system. So as part of one of the activities, I was invited to visit Emirates Biofarm. And by the way, the founder and director of Emirates Biofarm is a good friend of mine, Justin Kotmani. So he's been committed in building a farm, organic farm in the desert, right? And it's been working for the past year, building healthy and organic soil. And it's been doing an amazing job. So, so if you have seen the pictures, uh, you could realize how amazing it has been, the fruits of that hard work. And it's been integrating basically, for example, poultry farming to have access to organic fertilizers, He's doing the crop rotation to come up with the best suitable processes to, to help building that soil. It was an amazing experience. So to be honest, I've been, as I said, 12 years in, the, in Dubai, and I never expected to find such a greenery in the middle of, of the desert because it's literally surrounded by dunes and by a desert. So, so yeah, there are so many, we will see so many impactful news about it because they are already supplying some of the largest local retail chains. Uh, obviously, they cannot grow all the range of vegetables that we use in our kitchens, right? But they are doing an amazing job and, and they are basically helping a lot to disseminate this awareness about the local healthy and organic food production. That sounds really impressive. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he can come to talk to us on the show, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will, I will definitely connect you with, with him. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I mentioned that it's organic, right? But the solution to this local fresh produce won't come only from organic, right? So you have to combine effort in the open field farming, traditional open field farming, always integrating more and more technologies to make it more efficient and also greenhouses. And I'm pretty sure that you are hearing about big investments on vertical farming as well, right? So yes, yes. So, so solutions always comes from many different initiatives that are pursuing the main goal, right? That's great. And you know, when I was researching about the topic, I was reading on Foodwise that we produce more food per person than ever today, but more than 720 million people in the world, they faced hunger in 2020. So our current food system affects groundwater supplies, generates a third of the greenhouse gas emissions, and uses up a lot of land, which causes disruption of the natural ecosystem and a loss of biodiversity. So how can we contribute towards safer and secured food system? 
That was the challenge posted by Foodwise at the Food for Future Summit and Expo in Dubai, in which you were one of the judges, right? Which is also super exciting. So I have a couple of questions on that. What were the main challenges we are currently facing, you know, when talking about food security? So you, you mentioned some facts. I will add you some others, right? So in 2020, the global economy contracted by 3.5%, which is a 7% down from the expected growth of, of 3.4, right? That was, you know, calculated, estimated in, in 2019. So that, that is something we are yet assimilating what is the impact of these past two years, right? Of, of pandemic. And, and by the way, in, in talking about hunger, it's the first year in decades that the number of people starving is higher, right? So, so we've been declining those, uh, yeah. those numbers. Most of these uh, vulnerable countries, they suffer way more than the industrialized countries, right? So, so that's, uh, that's been contributing to those figures to increase. On top of that, I think we have learned that, that not only them, but we are all vulnerable to, to global diseases and, and that this is, This won't be the last pandemic, unfortunately. And we have also learned that the resources are, are limited and that we will likely face other disasters, right? That could be related to climate change or environmental stress. That is pushing us to, to act now. Um, we have also learned that government policy matters, but the individual behavior sometimes uh, matters even more. So, so these are considerations that for me make me reflect about how important is this change in the society that we are promoting. And for me, uh, what has happened is that uh, most of the countries accelerated their food security agendas. So there are many more countries that are food insecure because of the COVID. But even more recently, due to the war in Ukraine, and we will talk later about it, but this is, you know, adding a critical pressure to already broken food supply chain, right? So in my opinion, I think we need to invest more resources in crisis prevention, in mitigating this crisis, in technological development, and definitely in building a better and more resilient future for us and our new generation. So you were talking about some facts on the food system. I will add some more figures. So according to the United Nations, The food system, it's consuming 70% of the water, right? And it's responsible of 60% of the biodiversity loss. It's causing almost a third of the human-generated greenhouse uh, gas emissions. Those figures are just a reminder for us on how impactful is the food industry, the food system as a whole, and the food industry in particular, right? But then... There are some other figures that we have to take into account. For example, only the agriculture is the largest employer in the world, right? So it's empowering many women to become entrepreneurs or, or to generate the only income that their households is receiving. So, so these are aspects that has to be very, very important also for us when, when we are defining the solutions, right, to, to improve the food system. Yes, and you know, you said something very important that it's not just about waiting for the government to be proactive and invest on that. It's about also 
our own individual behaviors as well and getting involved and, and private companies investment. So it's the whole chain that everybody, right, should should be having a role on that. Going back to the the Foodwise, this Food of for Future Summit that you were one of the judges. I'm curious, what impressed you the most from the young entrepreneurs out there dedicated to improving the food system? Is there any cases that you'd like to share with us? Yes, yes, for sure. So, so I will give you also a, a bit of a context on, on this. So as I mentioned before, it's one of the initiatives uh, and there are many more to, to come around the food system and how to improve the local food system but also how to address some of these global challenges related to, to the food. So the FoodWise Challenge was backed by the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change uh, of the UAE, which is also the Ministry of Food Security. And uh, they defined some topics. They were basically eat local, reduce food waste and loss, uh, sustain food safety, uh, improve nutritional intake, and conscious consumer and responsible food business. In the FoodWise Challenge, there were two categories. So there were students below 12 year old and then college students. And then what surprised me most uh, was about the level of education and awareness that these uh, young generations, they have about some of these uh, challenges. So they were really implicated in, in solving these problems. And then they are digital natives, right? So generally speaking, they are more conscious and concerned about how is it produced our food or what we eat. They have a very interesting perspective on how easy it would be to improve the food value chain. Uh, so sometimes it's only about willingness because uh, the solutions, technological solutions are there. You know, sometimes it's related about regulatory aspects or, or policies, but definitely for them, it's uh, very much about willingness. That's candid and that's, uh, in some, some cases, is very true. So some of the projects that they were presenting, for example, they were presenting some projects about food traceability with QR, trying to, to address some of the concerns about the food safety related to the authenticity of the food that it's uh, in what we eat, right? They were also very much concerned about the, the food waste and food loss uh, by presenting some projects on what to do with the different streams that goes to waste, for example, composting or insect farming or, you know, different, let's say, uh, circular economy. They were presenting some projects on recycling, on sustainable packaging, on alternative proteins production, like uh, microalgae and so on and so forth. So, so for me, I think if I have to emphasize something, it was their energy and their you know the sophistication of their project so so they were they have not been trained as um, entrepreneurs that had has to present in front of investors but they were really pitching very very well right so i was very surprised on their ability to communicate these sometimes complex uh, problems and even more complex solutions in a very clear way that's amazing to hear. And uh, I didn't realize they were so young. You had this category that is below 12. That is so impressive. And that's when you can see how education can impact, right? For sure, they have a great uh, educational background. So it's really good, inspiring, and it keeps my hopes up for our future. Jose, let's talk about 
sustainability on the food industry, right? So the end product is just this little, little piece of it. When talking about the whole food chain and as you're saying, the food system, there's so much involved, uh, so much improvement needed. So let's begin by covering food waste. I think that you mentioned before. So I read that depending on the region of the world, right? More than 40% of food available is lost or wasted. What's the landscape and opportunities for optimizing the supply chain? Well, that's very sad. But then it's also a an area full of opportunities, right? So most of the food waste is avoidable. And then food loss and waste, it's approximately 1.3 billion tons annually, right? Which means 1 trillion US dollars in an economical value. And something that probably not everyone knows is that it happens in industrialized countries, but it happens also in developing countries. So approximately 30 billion of this trillion, it's uh, wasted in developing countries. The impact of this food waste, it's even bigger if you consider some other side effects, right? Because this uh, food has to be transported and then this is transported and then spoiled, right? And it's traveling, right? So, so there is an impact on it. And then the, the retail is experiencing significant losses of these unsold items. But then also the farmers are losing income on foods that they cannot sell, right? So there is a, a huge impact of this food waste. Sharing some numbers, only the, the food wasted in Europe alone could feed 200 million people, right? So then before talking about opportunities, I would like to talk a little bit about how important is the education. Because the food waste happens in the source, in the farming level, but also across the entire value chain. So you mentioned some uh, figures that it's uh, about 40%, right? It's actually in some countries like in the Middle East or even in some African countries, it's around 50%. So this is unacceptable. Then education, I think, will will play a, a very important role. So we are not sufficiently educated in, in being concerned about the use of these resources. So in short, for me, there are different initiatives uh, in the food value chain and in all the steps in the food value chain that has to be addressed, right? So for me, increasing awareness, on aspects like local production and enhancing the local food production, I think that's that's very relevant. The new use of all the edible parts of the food, especially the fresh produce, so so many of them are wasted. And now there are technologies where you can isolate some uh, active principles or or nutritious parts of them, and it's a matter to to process them and to extract them and to to educate people, right, to use them. So education, again, it's, uh, it's very important. And it has to go in parallel with uh, policies and incentives. So I think, for example, best buy or used buy, those are areas that we have to improve. They are far improvable. The meal planning and shopping, I think it's, it's very important. We, we buy a lot of unnecessary products and in excess amounts. So then food storage and preservation are, are also very relevant. So in, in a way, we have to advocate to shorten the food supply chain. So I can tell you about some initiatives and some startups that I are familiar with. 
For example, Eurogo in Dubai, it's doing something similar to Output in Europe, which is basically distributing, redistributing, or recirculating odd fruits and vegetables, right? Let's say ugly fruits and vegetables that are discarded from for the retail, for the shape or different ripen uh, level or whatever, right? So, and I am I am a client of them, right? So, and I am advising them as well, and and they are working really really well. Then there is another company that it's in a way it's identifying and grading some sustainability aspects to help consumers to find these retailers, restaurants, hotels that are more committed with the sustainability development goals, for example, right? So that's a very interesting one. And another ones that are working on alternative sources of protein, for example, I don't know if you are aware, but now you can produce protein out of fermentation initiated by different bacteria strains and, and so on and so oh, forth. Interesting, so, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, there are there are so many areas, and and by the way, you mentioned about my new role at BlendHub. So BlendHub actually is the first food as a service platform. It's a decentralized manufacturing platform uh, that is producing food powder blends in four continents already, closer to the raw materials, closer to the sources of of these raw materials, but also closer to the consumers, right? And it's enabling many food entrepreneurs to launch their products uh, as well as serving food manufacturers with very innovative recipes, formulas, for example, using food powder that it's been produced out of these odds, fruits and vegetables, and then reintegrated in the in the food supply chain as ingredients. So there are many, many areas that are experiencing substantial uh, development, right? It's so, so interesting, you know, and that's actually what I'd like to cover with you on the, this next episode we are doing. I'd like to talk about, you know, future of food, what, what innovations you're seeing out there. Go a little deeper. You already mentioned many here. Also, we are talking about how the war is impacting uh, the whole food system. So there's still a lot to talk about. So stay tuned, everybody. There's a great conversation here with Jose. We are moving to our next episode pretty soon. Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future.